Welcome to Big Questions. This is Cal Fussman, and I had a suspicion that this episode would take us to inspiring and mysterious places, and I was right. As 2019 was approaching an end, I thought back on some of my favorite moments of the year. One of them had to do with my pal, Alex Benayan. I've had Alex on Big Questions twice before. If you listened to the first episode in the beginning of 2017, you heard the story of how he dropped out of college and came to write The Third Door, in which he tracked down some of the world's most successful people to find out how they launched their careers. I was very proud to have him on the podcast just before the book launched, as I'd helped mentor him through it over the years book became a bestseller not only in America, but as far off as Japan. And I had him on again at the end of 2017 to talk about what he'd learned from the experience of creating a bestseller. After the book was published, Alex began speaking about The Third Door and all those experiences. And in August of last year, he was on stage keynoting to a large group of baristas at the Dutch Bros Coffee Company. Now, Dutch Bros is the largest drive through coffee chain in America, with headquarters in Grants Pass, Oregon. It's got franchise locations throughout the western United States, and this annual conference for baristas was in Sacramento at the home of the NBA's Sacramento Kings. At the end of Alex's talk, he did a question and answer session. There's a jumbotron in the arena, so the thousands of attendees could see the questioners on the big screen. Alex's time on stage was just about up. Monitor in front of him was winding down to zero, but there was still a little time left, and he was feeling so good, he decided to take one last question. Question came from a young barista named Amanda Sanchez. She'd never heard of Alex or his book when she entered the arena for the event, but she just received an email that her college grant from Fresno State had been taken away just as the semester was about to begin. Turns out, because of a technicality, she was going to have to come up with another six grand to continue with school for the year. Semester was right around the corner. She didn't know what to do, and her heart began to pound. After listening to Alex and hearing how he'd left college to go after his dreams, she got in line to ask a question. Basically, it boiled down to this. She was going to school to follow her dreams of becoming an event planner. Should she just forget about school and the debt she was going to have to take on in order to simply go after her dream? She just wanted to know, did Alex think it would be better to just go for it? Or should she figure out a way to come up with the money and continue to go to school? That was the last question that Alex had decided to take. The course of their back and forth was filmed and so inspiring, it would go viral over the internet and be seen by millions. I don't want to spoil the ending if you haven't already heard about it. All the details will spill out in a conversation between the three of us, but here's where the mystery does come in. During the course of their back and forth, Amanda became very vulnerable. A woman in a blue shirt who Amanda did not know left her seat to comfort Amanda. Amanda still doesn't know who that woman is. She just got up to hug Amanda and let her know that everything was going to be all right. The woman in blue became a key element in everything that was about to go down. And I want to find her. You can see a video of what went down by Googling Amanda Sanchez, A-M-A-N-D-A, Sanchez, S-A-N-C-H-E-Z, and Dutch Brothers Coffee. Anybody at Dutch Brothers, if you know the lady in blue, please email me. The lady in blue helped comfort Amanda. And you know the motto of my sponsor, Sportique. 
is Rome in Comfort. So when we find that lady in blue, she's going to get a sporty hoodie, a sporty comfy tee, and sporty sweatpants. And if you want to know how soft and comfortable those threads are going to feel to the lady in blue, you can go to sportique.com. That's S-P-O-R-T-I-Q-E.com and use the offer code CAL for a 20% discount. One thing about this episode, everybody's going to be comfortable at the end because the message of Alex's book came through loud and clear on that day last August. Anything is possible. So let's go to Amanda and Alex right now. Let's just take it from the top and explain like where you were back in August when you're sitting in the audience and Alex comes up on stage. What's your life like? Um, Right before all of that, I had gotten an email from the school. It just kind of explained to me that it turns out the grants that they said I was previously approved for no longer qualified for me, like it, they no longer applied to me. And so during that time, I had, before Alex had stepped up on stage, I stepped out of the auditorium to call my mom up because my mom is my rock. She, uh, she figures out everything, you know, whenever I feel a little lost. So I called her up and told her that school is asking for money that I don't have and they're asking for it right away. And, you know, they gave me options. Whoa, whoa, one second. So you're sitting in the audience when you get this message that basically the money you need for tuition has been yanked away? Yes. And the reason for that, and I actually had did, I called the school even after I spoke with my mom. The reason for it was because I had actually attended uh, my school that I'm going to now when I was 17, when I graduated in 2011. So I had attended it back then for a semester. And because I'm technically not a new student, um, I'm a returning student, it no longer applies to me, even though it's been like seven or eight years since the last time I was there. Okay, so it's a minor technicality. This is coming after you basically got your life to a a new place, because it took you a while between those moments when you started and where you were when you're in the auditorium to kind of figure out what you want to do, correct? Yes, and and I uh, understood that, so I wasn't upset. I just was very, um, you know, shocked and devastated because it was so last minute, and I had followed up with them, you know, throughout the summer, making sure everything was taken care of, and it just was very last minute. But it was, uh, yeah, like you said, it was a point in my life where between the age of 17 to now, I spent a three-year period where I didn't know what I wanted in life. I just was working full-time, and I was enjoying working full-time. That was, I've never been a person that cares about money. I just wanted to be happy with what I was doing in life job-wise. And that's, I was happy with what I was doing for that three-year period of not going to school. But at the end of that third year, I started realizing I started feeling unfulfilled in my life, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew it wasn't what I was currently doing for work during that time. So then that's when I started thinking. And on January 2018, I told my boss, I was like, I know what I want to do in life, and I'm going to go back to school in the fall of 2018. So I did tell them, you know, and I started figuring out what I wanted. It just took a while (laughs) to get there. And you wanted to throw events, be an event planner, Yeah. So, you know, the funny thing is now that I'm like going to school and seeing everything and all the possibilities that you can do with a business degree. So my degree is business. Um, Right now it's business management is the option. I'm realizing that there's so many possibilities. So I would love to do like events coordinating to run events like Coacha, which is what Dutch Bros was doing during that time, or to do some local stuff. Like they have Grizzly Fest here, Outside Lands in San Francisco, Comic-Con. I would love to do stuff like that. Public relations would be great too, you know. And there's just so many options you can do with business that I I wouldn't mind doing any of them. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people and their stories. So... 
anything to make people feel happy in life, that's what I want to do. So you now understand what you want to do, and you're on a path to do it by going back to school. And yet, because of this technicality, your grant has been ripped away from you while you're in the audience awaiting Alex to speak, correct? And she has no idea what's coming. I, that what the keynote is about or oh, you had no idea. It's about not like Alex. I was advertised ahead of time. I, no, I had no it idea. It was sort who, of a surprise. Like, no offense. Alex, I didn't know Alex and I didn't know his story or his message, you know, until I sat there in the auditorium and I heard his just amazing story of how he had this dream and this idea that he literally breathed it to life, you know, and he put himself out there and was vulnerable with people and uh, vulnerable with Larry King and telling him exactly what he wanted. And he went for it and he wasn't afraid of the no answer because in the end he was going to do what he wanted to do. So you're watching Alex and what are you feeling? Because it's a kind of a strange conflict. You, on one hand, you've just had the floor ripped out from under you. And on the other, you've got somebody on stage saying, anything's possible. <laughs> I was, during that time, honestly overwhelmed, so overwhelmed, stressed, of course. But I, when I heard what he had to say, it just, I'm a very big believer in science. Like, I do very much believe in God. And I'm like, okay. Like, God, this is maybe a sign. I was like, this has to be what I needed to hear. Then and now, like, I'm here for a specific moment. Because the funny thing is, is I'm a new, I was a new associate at Dutch Bros during this time. Like, not very many people know this. Like, Can we give when some context to what? Yeah, give some, give some context. So for people who are new, because I was new to this whole world of, you know, this company called Dutch Bros. I didn't, I'd never heard of it. Oh, well, I guess you need even more context. You know, if people are brand new. Of, uh, I spent the past seven years going on this quest, tracking down some of the world's most successful people to figure out when they were just starting out how they launched their careers. And that became the book, The Third Door, which is how I met Cal after chasing Larry King through a grocery store and going to breakfast with Larry. Larry introduced me to his friend Cal. And throughout the past seven years, I've been doing corporate keynote speaking. And when the book came out about a year and a half ago, it really took off. And through Kevin, the manager, I got an email saying that this company, Dutch Bros Coffee, would want to do a keynote speech. And I said, what's Dutch Bros Coffee? And I found out they're one of, if not the largest privately held coffee chains in the United States. They are based heavily in the Northwest, so Oregon, Washington State, there's some in you know Arizona, some in Northern California, and it's really one of the craziest companies I've ever seen. So, you know, yes, they have amazing coffee and great drinks, but what makes this company so special? They're sort of like the Southwest Airlines of coffee, in the sense that you go in there and the energy of the employees is so electric, it will just turn your entire mood around. You know, if you're having a bad day. You know, a barista will literally stop for 10 minutes to talk with you. You know, it's just I've never seen anything like it. And it's not like a shtick that they have. It's the entire culture of this company. They're very genuine people. Yeah, it's just shocking. Um, you know, and once a year, this company, their big thing is all about investing into the baristas. They're investing and investing and investing into making them into like whole human beings. So they throw this big all hands meeting, not with the executives, but instead with all the, the baristas. They have, you know, like 5,000 baristas or, across the US. And they bring them all out to this big basketball arena. And they have, you know, famous musicians, they have inspirational speakers. And the whole goal of this entire company, entire business model is if they, you know, corporate leadership inject positivity and happiness and possibility into the baristas. The baristas will inject that into the customers and the world will be a better place. And that's their entire business model. And that is my long winded context <laughs> of how Amanda was in the audience. So she's in the audience, but at that so point. So every year the company brings in a different speaker. They've brought in Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin. So I'm there as, you know, the speaker, and, and she has, I little do I know that one of the people in this audience of you know three thousand is going through a life crisis 
as I'm speaking. So Alex is talking, Amanda, and you, you mentioned that you had no idea who he was, didn't know about his book, and now he's telling you about his experience. What is going through you? Do you feel like I, I got to talk to this guy? I figured that, like I said, I believe in science. I figured, because he opened the floor to questions. If this was a sign, I need to ask him because he's going to provide me with an unbiased answer. Oh, he's Amanda, not you got to tell people the craziest part of the whole thing. This is the craziest part that I forget about. You know, it was a one-hour session, 30-minute keynote, 30-minute Q&A, and we're closing the Q&A. The way the Q&A works is there was these, you know, microphones. People would stand in line at the microphones. We're closing the Q&A because the hour's up, and I say, actually – one last question. Oh, and the spotlight man. shoots on Amanda. Oh, so you have to understand, Kyle, there's like, you know, 50 people in line still waiting to ask questions. You know, maybe a dozen have already asked a question. So Amanda wasn't in the beginning. She wasn't in the end. She was right. She was the final question after a one-hour presentation. And he, again, I'm not saying... You know, you let's looking, go back to Amanda were you saying looking at Amanda and saying no, you know what? no, 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 no. I take no credit. I take no credit. I just what was it? I was that looking said at the, one more. Why, I, I looked at the clock. More? I looked at the clock. Oh, what the clock? The clock say? counts down. You know, for anyone. Uh, That's the clock said okay. You've you know, got Cal, like you do a, a lot. Of, you do a lot of keynote speaking. Okay. It starts at sixty minutes and goes right. fifty nine, fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking um, at the clock, and it said I pretty much was done. It was pretty much, if I wanted to end perfectly on time, I needed to end right there. The energy in this stadium was so electric. There was just something about the culture this company has and the energy of the employees. Like, Amanda, you know, you were there. You can probably attest to it, you know, better than I can. There was just something magical there. And I just wanted almost like one more scoop of ice cream. Just one more question. <laughs> Give me one, you know... I didn't care if I was a couple like, minutes what over. What were some of the other questions? I mean, because compared to Amanda's. It... I, the questions were great. You know, I think maybe the first person went up there saying, you know, her dream is to be an author, but she doesn't have any writing experience. What, you know, what should she do? And I answered that. And someone else said, you know, they have a dream, but they're afraid of, you know, their parents disapproving of them. You know, what do you do? And someone else went up and said, you know, how do you deal with fear and uncertainty? And then, so these questions are amazing. The audience is cheering, you know, the energy is amazing. And you just wanted one more. A, a something within Amanda told her she needed to go up to the microphone and something within me <laughs> said, that's the craziest part of the whole thing. She was not the first question. She was not in the middle. She was actually after the end. It was over. It was except one more. Just give me one more. One more. And then the light shines on Amanda. Right. You have to understand this is a giant basketball arena. This is where the Sacramento Kings play. So how many people are in there? You know, the it's just giant. It's like the staple center. You know, there's three thousand right. employees 3, of this company packed in in this one section. The stage is you know the biggest stage I've ever seen. And again, this is not a event that you can buy tickets for this company this is just the baristas it's just just the baristas which is you know a testament to this company and you know you and i both do a lot of keynote speaking but this was different because this wasn't just you know the leadership or the c-suite this was the people that really make up the heart and soul of this company okay so one more question spotlights on amanda and she gets up and she starts to talk now, Amanda... It starts slow. No one expects anything crazy because she starts off very slowly. Why did you start off so slowly, Amanda? I knew I was going to possibly break down if it like got to a certain point. Like, uh, but I really okay. wanted to ask my question without breaking down. That was like my whole thing. And so I was trying to explain to him where I was in life. So I believe I had said something along the lines of like, I want to go back to school, but this, and I have messed up previously in school. I think I said that. And then, and I want to go back, but then they just told me that they're well, taking I, away a grant. I believe first you just, the original question, I might, my memory might be wrong because this is a while ago. I think you were first just asking whether you needed to finish college or not. 
Yes, that, that was, was my the, whole the interesting thing part is of I, how this all played out is you didn't come up on stage asking what to do. You're asking if you needed college in order to achieve your dream, which was to be an event planner. Yes. But that I heard is ultimately you- the one question I wanted answered. Like I said, I wanted an unbiased answer from a person who didn't know me that wasn't a family or a friend that would just be straightforward, honest with me. Is it worth going to school? Yes, that was her original question. Okay, and- so it, it also sounds, Amanda, like you also were holding back because you didn't want to get carried away or possibly break down. So you made it like an intellectual question. It was a very intellectual question and an instinct is when you're doing a Q&A to answer the question you get. That's right. But I've learned a lot of things from you, Cal, about interviewing. One of which is sometimes a silence tells you more than a sentence. And there was a silence somewhere in Amanda's question that made it sound like something was right under the surface of the ice that she was being very delicate to not touch on. Uh, so you intuited from the silence there was, that there it was, was a small something silence, much deeper going on. And there. instead of answering her question, I said something along the lines of, what, you know, what else is going on? Or maybe I gave her some space. And that's when Amanda was very courageous to tell us the whole story. So at that point, a man, you just stepped in and, and explained that, hey. You understand 3,000 of her empl- coworkers are watching her spotlights on her. She's on the Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, the drama here, Amanda's being very humble. The drama is uh, through the roof. The CEO of her company is watching her. The clock is down to zero. Like everyone, all eyes on Amanda, and you can hear a pin drop. I didn't know you're up on the Jumbotron. No, man. it's, it's a big yeah. deal. <laughs> It's intimidating, you know, because you ultimately that was what I wanted was I wanted Alex to answer my question, but I was afraid of like, I don't know, maybe I was afraid of the answer. I don't know what it was, but I just something told me to be honest with him and tell him why I'm asking this question, like to give more, maybe giving him more of a perspective will help him understand why I'm asking if it's worth it or not in the end to spend all this money in school. And she started, was very courageous. She started being very honest and she started tearing up in the middle of the question. Instead of saying anything, I just, I stayed silent, which again, Cal, I credit to you, teach me that. Sometimes silence is the best response. I ended up pausing um, because I started to break down and that's when I ended up finishing the question, which was, do you think the money is worth going to school? Because I had explained to him that they had taken the grant away before. And then I started breaking up as soon as I started asking him, is it worth the money to go to school? Like, is it worth taking a shot and just doing it? And during that time, one of the baristas got up from her seat. I didn't even know her. And she hugged me. Right. Oh, because the, one of the baristas saw right. you. You. Uh oh. Well, that's, that's the amazing culture. Here. Of the, yeah. Right. That's the amazing culture. Someone goes up to hug her. Um, but that, is that the woman in the blue shirt? Yes. It was a woman in a blue shirt came over and is hugging you. Okay. And Amanda, were you friends with that person from before? No, I don't even know her name till this day. I know. I wish I did. Oh, we have to track her down. I wish I did. <laughs> wow, that's wild. So she came up just to give you support. And Wait, uh, we need, we need, this is very important. We need to find out who that amazing person was. We need. Big questions. We'll check her down. This, I actually think <laughs> with this podcast, we need to find her. So she gets, Amanda, how did it feel when she gave you a hug in the middle of your question while you're crying? She had told me everything was going to be okay. And while no one could hear, because you can, like you said, you could see me on the Jumbotron, but everyone in near around me was like, encouraging me, yelling at me, like, it's okay, it's okay. And they were making me feel like it's okay to be vulnerable in such a safe space. You know, you felt like they're your family. Like, even though I don't know all of them individually and they didn't know me, they make you feel so welcomed and so, like, like you're loved no matter what. And that's the whole culture of it. That's how it is when you go and get coffee at Dutch Bros. They want you to feel like this is where you belong no matter what. And Amanda, if you could talk to, let's call her amazing hero in blue, because I remember that literally someone in the audience jumping up to hug you in the middle. What would you, because I just always assumed she was like one of your best friends. It's crazy to think about that she's technically a stranger you've never met before. 
what would you say to her right now? I would tell her, thank you for coming to give me a hug because not very many people would go up to somebody and hug them, someone that they don't know. And to thank you for just encouraging me to keep going, like as much as it was very, I don't want to say embarrassing, but as much as it was hard for me to be vulnerable in front of everybody. Well, you're kind of shaking inside. You know how sometimes you get that feeling (laughs) where you, you almost feel yourself shivering as you're going forward. Yes, my heart was definitely pounding because I didn't know like I was afraid of how what Alex's reaction or answer was going to be, you know, but I needed to know what he thought I should do because I couldn't figure it out for myself. Did you have an answer, Alex? Well, what was interesting, there was two things happening. One, she was asking me if she needs a college degree in order to achieve her dream of being an event planner. That was on the surface. But in every great story, there's the text, and then there's the subtext. And the subtext of her question that I sensed was, what am I going to do? There was fear, right? There was uncertainty. She had just gotten this call, you know, an hour ago, this email an hour ago, saying that her path is closed. And it's game over for her dream. And I told her, look, I'm going to answer your first question. First, let me address what's happening underneath. So I knew I would have to address both. I felt the more important thing was to address the subtext of the fear of what is she going to do about this tuition issue. And I didn't have an answer, but my instinct was I looked at her and I meant this hundred percent You know what? It might have been the lady in blue that tipped you off to say, you know what? This is an emotional situation that needs to be discussed. And I think you said something along the lines of there are a lot of people in this room that can help you. It might have and the lady love you, in who blue. Love you. The lady in blue we might have track given, her down. might have given you the impetus to realize that there are many people in this room who care about who, her. Right. And that that was the more pressing issue. Yeah, it was very clear to anyone in the room that the reason Amanda was at that microphone was not for advice about college. It was because that was the intellectual reason she was there. But the same thing, you know, Amanda even said just now that she felt this sign that she got this bad email saying that her dream is being shut down. And then, you know, the Q&A opens up. So... The reason she's at the microphone is really to address this crisis, her life crisis that just hit her. And that's what I said. I looked at her and I said, before we even talk strategy on what to do, all I can say is that there's 3,000 people here in this audience who care about you and love you, and we will find a way to solve this problem. I didn't say how we would solve it. I didn't say what the solution would be, but I was certain that it was possible. And Cal, it's like you said... That's the whole mission of the third door, which is that when you change what you believe is possible, you change what becomes possible. And when I said, Amanda, there's 3,000 people here who love you and we're going to figure this out, it sort of opened up this new passageway for the audience to now be part of the solution. So as he was say, as he finished saying that, you know, that there's 3,000 people that love you in this room all around me, and I'm assuming where Alex was too, because he was on the stage and I was up in the stands. Um, All around me, everyone started shouting. All the baristas were shouting, Venmo, what's your Venmo? And I was telling them no. (laughs) I was like, no, no. And you have to think of a basketball arena, because that's what it was. She's in the bleep, you know, in this, you know, second floor. She's in the stands. In the stands. I'm on the court. Got it. On a stage. So you can't hear what's you don't, happening. You don't hear the people shouting Venmo. I hear them shouting. Right. But you don't hear Venmo. They don't have microphones. I, you, so you have to understand. They're, the CEO's in the front row. They don't the hear Venmo. The clock is at zero. <laughs> you know, the next speakers. You have to understand. <laughs> There's a speaker waiting in the wings. 
not just a speaker. You know, this is the company's one once a year annual meeting where there's a staff of, you know, 50 people with production. You know, there's H. You have to understand this is like a very big deal. There's an entire team of people at this company that spend the whole year planning this one day. Everything is scheduled to the minute. And now I have an audience of 3,000 baristas shouting at me with things they don't understand. <laughs> And Amanda's <laughs> tearing up. There's someone in the blue hugging her. I love this. I more need to and more. wrap up the keynote. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the audience is now chanting and trying to commandeer the keynote. But sort of miraculously, someone in the audience in the front row understood I didn't hear what was happening. So they literally looked at me in the front row and they're like, they're asking what's her Venmo. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. And it took And meanwhile, me I was telling them, like, no. Like, as I'm tearing up, crying, like, just you're, trying you're, to, like. You're saying, no, I don't, just, I, I don't want your money. No, because I also didn't know my Venmo either. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I just need the yes or no, like, is school. She was asking, she wanted advice. It. She was very genuine. And so hold it. Now they're calling out for your Venmo. What, what, you don't know what your Venmo is? Did you have a Venmo? I've created a Venmo years ago, and I didn't know it, what it was. I knew my cash app. Even then, but even then, I was like, no, still. Um, I did, I guess, I did have my Venmo download on my phone, but I don't use it at all. And so how... So I really didn't know it. So do you go into your phone and look to find your own Ven Venmo because you don't know it off the top of your head? Well, she didn't look. She was resistant. Right. So and you're saying no, no, no. And then what happens? Well, I'm, Alex, I'm uh, on the stage. Insisted. I'm looking over would on not the wings. Let me say no. All the executives of the company are looking at me like, "What? What, what are you gonna uh, do now, brother?" But because you have to understand too, they <laughs> this isn't the Alex Benayan show. It's not like people came and I, I, I get it. Somebody's they, waiting to come on. They're they, they're coming to come on. This company hired me. You know, I got it. You can't go off script. You know, and this was and a now very you're over. this was a you're very off script moment and i sort of had to look over to the side of the stage where the executive teams were looking and i sort of made eye contact with them sort of to get their like blessing because i was like I i'm just, gonna I, I can get another two minutes here not just that but it was like I, i'm gonna go for it and they sort of looked at me and smiled and sort of gave a thumbs up and that's when i sort of quieted the audience as i said all right this might be one of the biggest mistakes of my entire <laughs> career or this might be the biggest miracle we've ever seen but amanda very slowly can you read your venmo username into the microphone and she did just that and i'll tell you how in sync everything was i was making eye contact with the people in the av unit ahead of me and they put it up on right. my monitor so I could, they were typing it so I could see it too. So there was I had like, no idea. <laughs> there was a lot of people just in sync in this one moment. This is beautiful. And there's a lot of blue shirts out there, man. A lot of blue shirts. So Amanda reads her Venmo account out loud. I ask her to, you know, repeat it one more time. And we see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people taking out their phones, typing in their phone. Now, you don't know what they're typing. Are they on Instagram? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Venmo? You don't know. And if they are on Venmo, you don't know. Are they sending 50 cents? Are they sending $1? Because um, Amanda, what was, how much money did you lose when you got that email saying you don't, you didn't get the grant? What was the exact amount they took away from you essentially? It was going to be about over 3000 each semester. So for junior year, so it was going to be like three over 3000 this fall semester and then over 3000 for spring semester so i was looking at having to pull like a 6000 plus dollar loan right so you pretty much lost $6000 an hour earlier and now complete strangers who you know work for the same company as you but you haven't met them before are now taking out their phone and sort of chipping in and you don't know if they're giving you 50 cents, 75 cents, and you're not even asking for that. You were just looking for advice. 
Yeah, and it's incredible to see, you know, like I said, this company with so many selfless people and baristas who are honestly in this you know on funny? the same path this whole in life podcast that I'm sounds on. like a advertisement for them and they have no idea we're recording this and I don't even know if this is okay with them. <laughs> you know, it was just a great moment. It was a great so moment. Let, we're just talking about the moment here. And I, what I'm curious now is everybody's typing away. How do you start to feel like all this money is coming your way? Is your phone starting to ding? What What's going on? Well, see, I like I said, I, I had Venmo, but I don't have notifications on it. I don't even use it. It's just been an app in my phone that's just been idle. That's just been there. So I didn't even know the impact. Well, the until keynote's still going on. We were her phone's, you know, in her pocket. Oh, so okay, I, okay. Her phone's on silent because she's in a conference. Got it. People in the audience were telling me that a lot of people were sending me money. So the baristas were telling me like it's blowing up. They were telling me your Venmo's blowing up, and it's not anything I expected at all. So I didn't even know how to react. It was honestly one of those moments in life where it's like you're in disbelief that so many people who didn't know who who don't even know my name, you know, until like ten seconds before wanted to help out. But the drama from my perspective is the keynote gets wrapped up. Amanda, you know, comes to the side of the stage and I'm talking to her. And even though a lot of people donated, the way Venmo works is it doesn't show you how much they gave. You can sort of scroll and see that a lot of positive, you know, people were sending positive messages, but the dollar amounts are covered on Venmo. That's the way the app works. But the comments are public. So there are people saying, you go, girl, get your education. We believe you. We have your back. You know, don't stop. You know, follow your dreams. All these amazing messages, but you don't know are these. Because everyone who's donating is a barista who's making minimum wage, right? Who's giving money out of their own pocket. Oh, man, they're not beautiful. donating from the corporate, you know, they're, right. they're giving from their own pocket. And I was worried that as amazing of a situation this was, Amanda still had to find a way to cover her schooling. And I told her, I'm like, look, I'm going to talk to the CEO. We're going to figure this out. You know, here's my phone number. Let's talk tomorrow morning when everything comes down. Like, we'll definitely solve this within the week. It's not a big deal. I remember you told me during that time on the side of the stage, you had told me no matter what you choose to do, like do what you want to do for yourself, what's going to make you happy. So you told me to take some time to think about whether or not going to school was the path that I really wanted to take. Do what you need for yourself. And I do believe that. Do what you need for yourself and then figure out how to make it happen. And so at what point do you find out that money is coming your way? When I, after talking to Alex, and then I went back up to where I was sitting with my other barista friends, and they all gave me a hug, told me it was going to be okay. And then so they said, have you looked at your Venmo? And I said, no. And I didn't want to do it alone, so I had them near me. And I opened it up, and I just started kind of like scrolling through and I just saw all the positive encouraging words and like Alex said it wasn't anything that I was asking for but even if I didn't have enough money to cover tuition just the thought alone of how selfless they were was enough to push me to just do it no matter what even if I was sure even no matter what I was going to go through with it because they believed that I could do it and Amanda so the next morning I called you after the event I was actually with, you know, Kevin, the manager, I call you and I was like, Amanda, so you lost $6,000. Have you checked your Venmo to find out how much you got? And what was the answer? <laughs> I believe it was 6,604. If she, I remember right. out of, you know, no one, this is the craziest part. No one knows how much anyone else is giving or whom was giving her. But they just she, hit the number. She lost six thousand and she gained six thousand six hundred. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And 
what was the fallout going forward when you went to school? Did people know what had happened? Did you become a little celebrity or did you just quietly go on? It was for a while there as I was trying to like acclimate to this school environment. Uh, none of the teachers or any of the students knew. I did get calls from the local news stations that wanted to do interviews. So I did do some with them. Only one of my teachers, my uh, business teacher, he said, hey, and I've always been, I talk a lot in class. So uh, he was like, hey, I saw your story. That's unbelievable. So he ended up asking me about it and I told him about it, you know, but well, it's crazy because yeah. people started recognizing it too. Well, Amanda's being very modest, and that's not one of my strengths. So I'll I'll <laughs> I'll pick up the weight here. Her story was so miraculous that the footage from the keynote where she was, you know, asking her a question and what the response was, was put on the internet, you know, a day later, and it went viral and got seven million views. It got posted by Upworthy, now this. It got, you know, posted by, you know, ABC, NBC. And then, like, I think a couple days later, she was on Fox News in the morning on their, you know, morning news show as the, you know, most miraculous story of the week. Oh, and Daily Mail, too. Daily Mail. Like, tens of millions of people saw this, and everyone was moved by Amanda's vulnerability. So as we head into the new year, does the experience change your attitude in any ways? It does. You know, you. I spent the last couple months, and my dad, it says it's a fault of mine, but you almost feel like you don't do enough. When you go through something so amazing, like th an experience like that, you start feeling like there's something more in life that you should be doing to help other people in similar situations, you know? And so through the past couple months, as I'm like going to school, of course, I'm like, I'm going to get good grades and make sure I finish what I started, what I set out to do for not only myself, but for the baristas and everyone that believed in me. But you start thinking that there's more to life, that there's obviously more that you can do to help people like you. So I have thought about things like that. There's just a lot of, I wish I had a lot of money. I wish I had millions just to give out to everyone that helped. Do you know what I mean? People who go through similar situations. It's one of those things where I would hope, you know, and I would like to someday, like I said, I've never been one where I want to make a lot of money in life, but the only reason why I would want to is so I can be able to give it away. Uh, I would like to set up like a foundation or like to make this a yearly thing, um, not just for people who want to go to school, but for people who want to, who are into cinematography, who need that $3,000 camera to accomplish their goals and their dreams, you know, or for someone who just loves doing art and who needs everything to do it, you know, not necessarily school item, school related, but just to follow their dreams, whatever it may be. You know what that reminds me of? Pretty much the lesson that you just shared. This year, I realized that I had this moment. I saw this woman every morning outside of my house walking very early in the morning and I saw her always, you know, stopping by someone who was homeless and interacting with them. And after a few times I asked her, you know, what she was doing. And she told me that she would wake up in the mornings and go to Starbucks and get a, you know, $3 or $5 gift card every morning and go find someone who needed it. I was really inspired. I said, you know, that's really beautiful. And she said, look, I wish I could do more, but I've learned in life to do what you can with what you have. It's a great thing to live by. And I'll never forget that sentence, to do what you can with what you have. Because if Amanda's story shows us anything, it's that if everyone does what they can with what they have, miracles can happen. Well, that's a beautiful way to end the year. I wish you both well going into the next year and that you're able to accomplish everything that you wish and knowing that anything is possible, who knows where this is going to take us all. We got to find Blue Shirt Girl. We will find Blue Shirt Girl and she 
is going to get a sporty hoodie. <laughs> Sportique's the sponsor of the show. <laughs> Tell her it's coming her way and we'll get it to her in blue. So let's find we the lady the internet in blue. to help us. <laughs> We're going to find the lady in blue. Amanda, thank you so much. Alex, it's always great to be with you. Thank you, Cal. Happy New Year to you both. Let's make it a great one. Happy New Year. Cheers. And for those of you who haven't already seen the video, here is the audio of that actual moment in time last August. One final question. We have time for one final question. What's your name? Amanda. Everyone give it up for Amanda. I actually found out about an hour ago that I'm going to school for business marketing and I hope to one day help plan events like Kocha or uh, Outside Lands, you know? I love that. <laughs> but I found out an hour ago from school that they took away one of my financial aid grants. So now yeah. I have to scramble to find $5,000. So Can I just tell you something right now? <laughs> yeah. There are 3,000 people in here who care about you and will help you <laughs> figure that out today. Thank you. <laughs> So I have about four semesters left. <laughs> Everyone now is shouting out how much money they need. <laughs> I have about four wow, semesters Wow, people are shouting left. out, what's your Venmo? We're going to figure, wow. You guys are Thank fucking you. amazing. I mean that. <laughs> Everyone just shot. She just said if everyone hooks it up with one dollar. <laughs> all right. Are we going to do something crazy? Oh, all right, all right. This is... All right, um, this is either going to be the greatest thing or Travis is going to like pull me in the back and give me a stern talking to. I don't know my best. We're going to do something crazy right now. <laughs> and do you know what? I'm in too. I'm in for 20 bucks too. Oh, it's, okay, can you? It's this, Amanda. Okay, this is fucking insane and I have no idea how this is going to work. But it's, if you can say it, if you, everyone can be quiet, if you can say it very clearly. Amanda dash Sanchez nine three. Okay. <laughs> spell it very spell it very slowly. A M A N D A dash Sanchez S A N C H E Z nine three. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know. Wow. All right. First of all, (laughs) first of all, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And Amanda, if you can do me a favor, if you can come back, you know, I'm ending the talk in a couple minutes. If you can do me a favor, come back there. I want to talk with you some more there. Okay. But everyone, let's give it up for Amanda one more time in a giant. I know that wasn't even your. Do you want to ask what your question was, though? Because the audience sort of jumped in in the middle of your question, and we're like, we got you. But let I me mean, hear your I question. I can talk to you on my own. That's so. No, okay. let's hear it so everyone can so everyone can be part of it. Basically, I just wanted to know, as much as I'm thankful that you guys are doing this, <laughs> if it's worth spending an additional. I'm a junior. I messed up a lot in school. You know, I'm 25. Yeah. And um, sorry. wondering if it's worth you can take it, your time if it was worth it to spend twenty thousand to finish school or to just risk doing it without school because you didn't go to school and look at where you went so i was wondering if it's worth spending twenty thousand to say like i did it you know i proved it to myself or if i should just take the risk and try to do events on my own without school Without getting in debt. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I, I'm giving you a big hug right now. Thank you. I'm happy your friend's there doing it. Amanda, this is what I'm going to tell you, though. You ready? Go for it. One size does not fit all. One size does not fit all. And this is what I'll tell you. This is my thoughts on school. (laughs) 
one size does not fit all. So for some people, it's four years. For some people, it's getting a master's and going for six years. For some people, it's doing it for two years and then figuring out they want to start their business. And what I want you to do tomorrow when you're going back home is I want you to journal and ask yourself, if one size doesn't fit all, what size fits me? And only you have the answer to that. And what I'll tell you is it's never a waste of money investing in yourself, no matter if that's for school or starting your own business. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, but I want to see you after. I want to give you a hug. Thank you. I want to talk to you a bit more. That about wraps it up. I want to thank Tim Ferriss for nudging me to start this podcast and Alex Benayan for introducing me to Tim Ferriss. And if you haven't read Alex's book, The Third Door Now, an international bestseller, you can easily find it on Amazon. Want to thank anybody who can help me find the lady in blue. You can always reach me at calfussman.com. Go on the contact section. Send an email to Kevin the manager. He'll pass it on to me. Then we can get the lady in blue in some comfortable sporty threads for making Amanda so comfortable. All of you listening to big questions know that my sponsor is Sporty. And if you'd like to see what the definition of Roman comfort is, go to sportique.com. That's S-P-O-R-T-I-Q-E.com. Check out the hoodies, comfy tees, and sweatpants. And if your company is looking for soft apparel for an event, let me know and I'll get you in touch with Matt and Jason at Sportique. Remember, you can always give Sportique a try at sportique.com and use the offer code CAL for a 20% discount. want to thank Maximus Media for opening its recording studio to Amanda so we could have this conversation via Zencaster on the internet. My experience with Ray and Eric at Maximus there was great. And if you ever need something recorded in Fresno, check out Maximus Media and ask for Ray. want to thank you all for listening to Big Questions. Send a photo of the city or town where you listen via email. It always makes me smile to see where in the world you are. I hope to clink glasses with you down the tracks. Have a healthy, happy, and prosperous new year. Cheers!